The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Save our wildlife, save the environment, save our world. It all starts with a little knowledge. Welcome to Our Wild World with L.A. Weiss. There is so much that's being done and can be done with help from specialists and marginalized community groups to you. We'll discuss the future of Africa, the wildlife, and the people, and show you how it affects the entire planet. Now, here is Ellie Weiss from the Wild Eyes Foundation. Good morning and welcome to Our Wild World. We have talked a lot here about the various projects and challenges that are being faced by animals and on the ground in Africa. What we haven't explored in detail is the key role the traveler plays in what are often far-off exotic locales that are very different than our everyday lives. These trips for people are often a once-in-a-lifetime journey. After all, that's why we like to travel, to seek out new experiences, see the world, and learn what is going on. So, the traveler has a key role. Then it stands to reason that the travel industry has an opportunity to fill a major role in connecting the dots between the tourist, the part of the country that is being visited, the conservation and philanthropy, giving the traveler the opportunity to be a responsible tourist, while providing a tangible connection and a way to make a difference. My guest today, Jackie Moggett, of the Bodhi Tree Foundation, is a shining light of this new consciousness in the travel industry that reflects a changing paradigm and in the consciousness of the traveler. Founded in 2008 by philanthropy-minded business leaders whose lives have been changed by travel, the Bodhi Tree Foundation identifies and nurtures the most effective projects to connect the traveler and the world. So, I'd like to welcome my guest, Jackie Moggett. Thank you, Ellie. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, have you here. I've met you a couple of times at a few different events. <laughs> yes, we you met have. at the Ivory Crush in Denver, and then we met again at the Jackson Hole uh, Wildlife Film Festival. So we've crossed paths in several ways, but on very different journeys. So yeah. this is an exciting conversation today because this is not an area, as I said, uh, that I've explored. So I think it's going to be great for our listeners to get a feel of how when they want to travel, how to go about creating the best trip of their lifetime and hopefully to continue it beyond the end of the journey. So let's start with uh, you giving us a bit of your background and how Bodhi, and, and how you came to be with Bodhi Tree and its parent company and how all of this between the traveler, the destination, and philanthropy all comes together under the label or the the umbrella of responsible tourism 
Sure. Um, I've been working at the foundation uh, as a director now for almost two years, uh, but my background ha is primarily as a travel professional in marketing and business development in the luxury travel industry. Uh, I've been working from in, tra in the travel industry for about 20 years now, most, um, most of it at American Express. I have been involved in uh, philanthropy, particularly in the wildlife, for about five years now. And and that combination of travel and philanthropy for me is just so compelling. It's about you know giving back to and protecting the places that we travel, and the opportunity to be involved in the two where the the two meld is like a golden ticket for me. So when I learned about the Bodhi Tree Foundation uh, and my own consulting assignment assignment, I was uh, I introduced myself to the founder Jenna Gardner and asked to meet with her, and she so generously accepted to and I. Pretty much begged her to bring me on, and uh, and that's how I came to the Bodhi Tree. And uh, um, our board and our advisory board uh, are really made up of leading travel uh, professionals, uh, passionate travelers, uh, and very passionately philanthropic people. And that's how we really find the projects and uh, combine combine to meld the two, along with uh, the tourism industry, to get back to the places that we we travel. Okay, help me help us understand a little bit here. So mm -hmm. Bodhi Tree is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 charity. Correct. The travel agency is a corporation and it functions as a travel agency. And then you're the director of I think the philanthropic arm and the project part of uh the the the, the parent company JB Black Book, JG Black Book. Yes. So how do how does this all come together? I mean, you gave us a brief little example, but how did Jenna, and I think we're going to be having a conversation with Jenna a little later on, um, how did it come together that this whole concept of tying a well-known, long-existing travel company uh, into connecting with philanthropy? Because that's kind of new on this side. We know the operators and lodges on, let's say, the Africa side, which is going to be most of our focus today, um, are already geared toward giving the tourists that philanthropic experience by putting funding into the projects that they, where they operate on the ground. But you guys have made a connection, a bridge, between that lodge, that company, mm -hmm. and those travel operators on the ground in Africa to bridge it to the traveler who wants to go there. Tell us a little more how that, that comes right. together. Well, if you think about it, there's about a hundred, um, almost a hundred thousand travel agents in the United States. And if you really think about travel, um, the travel agents are really in the business of selling nature and culture, and that's what most of us travel travel for. To even if you're sitting on a beach in the Caribbean, for example, you're you're there for nature. And if we're in the business of selling nature, it's really our responsibility to be able to protect those places um, for future generations to enjoy. And that's really the whole concept. Um, when Jenna, who was the, uh, one of the founders of uh, Bodhi Tree Foundation, was that let's find a way to unite the industry, everybody together, to really protect the places um, that we so often love to travel to to make sure that those places are here to stay. Um, it's not just about... It's about protecting cultures. It's about um, helping people in need and um, saving the environment. This is fascinating. This is great because, you know, we've always talked about selling conservation, which is, 
in a modern world where things move very fast and people have fast lives, but they still want to go travel and see other parts of the world. Um, you know, in, in my work, I have to sell conservation. So mm-hmm. it ends up commodifying it in a way that some people don't like to think about. And you're sort of commodifying nature in selling the travel experience, but you've put it in such a beautiful way that it doesn't feel exploit, ex, ex, exploited. And so um, it does sort of bring up a little question in terms of selling nature and bringing people and connecting nature so that we can re-engage and reconnect our uh, compassion and engagement with nature and hopefully increase our compassionate footprint. How do you deal with not over-inundating a particular place with too much tourism? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, tourism is really the backbone of most industries. So, I mean, if you, I mean, um, countries, I mean, their countries are responsible for, um, well, let me backtrack, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, most countries need tourism to survive. Absolutely. So, um, and if you think about it, um, just explaining in, in just general numbers, last year, 1.1 billion people traveled anywhere in the world and, and United the Americans in, in general are the second largest group of travelers outside of China. Um, but at the same time, these people who are traveling to these countries are uh, need to be responsible travelers and that's and that's what we need to teach people to do to better to be responsible travelers. For example, I mean sometimes um, I, well, actually when I was in the Mara um, only two years ago the Masai Mara the Masai Mara. Um, I was at a very well-regarded tour, uh, tourism lodge, but I traveled and I uh, we saw these lions and we were surrounded by a bunch of other buses of kind of, I would say, less responsible tourism lodges. And there were people um, with beer in their hand and buses kind of pretty much shouting at the lions to, uh, you know, to wake up. And it was just struck me as so disrespectful and you know, that is the thing that we're trying to drive is for people to be respectful um, when they're traveling. And again, it's about giving back when you're there. And, and more and more travelers now are, are asking agents to please give them, tell me about places where I can volunteer. Um, I want to take my family and I want to experience a little bit more than just, you know, going off on a lodge or, or sitting on a beach. I want to do more. And agents are more and more in need of finding that kind of giving those experiences back to travelers. You just brought up two very critical points, and I'm so glad you did. And um, so we're going to explore these just a little bit. One is the tourist on the ground, the noisy tourist, the irresponsible tourist, the irresponsible travel company, and how that must change as we interact with the nature we so love. And um, then the second part was bringing that home and teaching how to be a responsible tourist. So um, let's explore that a little bit. How do you engage when when you're setting up a trip with your clients? How do you how do you explain and highlight the difference that your organization, Bodhi Tree and JG Black Book, is different 
than anything else because you said tourists are now asking to become a part which is the second the second point people want to be a part of the experience now that carries further than the checkbook checkbook philanthropy is gone people come with their money now so how do you do that and then I want to get into a little more background but we've got a few minutes here before the break um, so explore that with us a little bit more how do you actually when it comes down to brass tacks tell the person what they are responsible to do while they're traveling Okay, well, the first thing starts with the travel agent and really um, because we are not uh, directly speaking with the travelers. It's, it's the travel agents, uh, the travel consultants who do. And, you know, many of them are looking for advice. Um, they, don't, they, they don't have the time. They don't have the resources um, to really look at projects that they want to give back to um, or that people want to give back to or volunteer type of vacations. So, I mean, one of the reasons why we created the Bodhi Tree was to help people and particularly the travel agents to give them resources that they need um, to give to the travel uh, to travelers. So, um, with particularly, and this is kind of a little bit going into uh, our new ca- our new campaign, which is the Safe Campaign, is we're providing um, vetted projects that we want not only to travelers, I mean, travel agents to uh, give back to, but also for their own travelers to uh, give back to as well and educate them about some of the, the key initiatives that they uh, are campaigns that they need to know about. Okay, this is great. So this gives us a really great place to play off from in our next section, how this actually translates, what you just said, how it actually translates translates into the real world and the tangible benefit. But let's back up a second. And what does Bodhi tree mean? What is the significance of the name? (laughs) Well, in Buddhism, Bodhi is traditionally translated into English uh, with the word enlightenment, or it literally means awakened. So the original tree um, was really this large and sacred fig tree uh, that was planted in 288 BC and under which the spiritual teacher Buddha uh, was said to have received enlightenment. So now you'll find these trees planted near Buddhist monasteries in like Nepal or Sri Lanka or Bhutan. Uh, and there's frequent, it's a frequently a destination for pilgrims seeking enlightenment. So when we, oh, I'm sorry, um, we believe that that word really embodies what the foundation was aspiring to be. Embodies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Our, and our in goal- Africa, that tree would be the baobab. So there's- Exactly, the baobab tree. So our, yeah, that's exciting. Our, yeah, our, our goal is really, I mean, that word really, we feel it embodies what the Bodhi tree is about. It's about wait, awakening travelers to give back to the places um, that move them. They're enjoying their travels so that they can be protected for their own kids to enjoy. That's very exciting. So we've got a, a few minutes here. So, um how did you uh, connect with the Bodhi tree? You you'd said earlier that you had begged to become a part of this. So give us, in, in this last little bit, a little bit of your background. And then we're going to get into, you know, the awakening you had when you got to Africa. Um, so with this, with this um, experience and awakening and consciousness, that, that really defines a lot of the new traveler. So how do you... How does it get to the point where you, Bodhi Tree, and your organization do connect with the tourist, or or do you? You said you provide resources to the agent, but where does that connection come together? 
Is it through a brochure, or can people call you? And um, where can people learn more about Bodhi Tree? Well, really, you know, Bodhi Tree uh, started really as giving grants to organizations. So we really were in a public-facing campaign. Um, it was about our board giving back, um, giving grants to organizations uh, that supported. Our, our own criteria about giving back to people and uh, uh, cultures and wildlife. So it's really with our newest campaign, um, which was, is called SAFE, Safeguarding a Future for Africa's Elephants, that we're actually, for the first time, going out to the tourism industry as well as to tourists to help protect an animal, an iconic animal that is in danger of extinction, uh, to give uh, to to help not only to build awareness within the industry, but also uh, to give back to those organizations who are working on the ground um, to save this animal. This is exciting. So it started out as a travel company, uh, providing uh, destina- luxury de- destinations, and um, which are springing up in Africa, all over the place, all over the world, that provide uh, an experience for the traveler to enjoy being not not just going out during the day and seeing things, but being at the lodge itself. And now you're saying through this enlightenment and this consciousness, your organization decided it needed to create a nonprofit aspect where the tourist dollar for their travel actually gets engaged on projects. Well, yes and no. Um, JG Blackbook is a a, a, lar- a global communication company representing some of the uh, the mo- luxury lodges, hotels, tourist boards, and um, they are one of the founders of this nonprofit organization. There are it's not it didn't really evolve because that organization is still exists. Um, but uh, so so the, the Bodhi Tree is really the first. 501c3 nonprofit. Think of it as a philanthropic hub for the tourism industry, where we're really having the conversation with the industry itself and as such trickling down to the travelers. This is exciting. That's amazing. I can't wait to talk about this more. So stick with us with my guest Jackie Moggett and the Bodhi Tree Foundation, and we'll be right back. Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. 
We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to Our Wild World. Welcome back with my guest Jackie Moggett and the Bodhi Tree Foundation. And this is an, explore, uh, an exciting topic to explore. Um, it's new for me and I think it's really important for our listeners. So because it brings a whole new level of awareness, not only to the traveler, but for the charities and the people and the projects that Bodhi Tree is highlighting through their um, umbrella of agents and lodges on the ground and the travelers that want to connect to nature. So um, we're going to, we're focusing today on the aspect of what you do that's in Africa. I understand mm-hmm. that you work uh, um, in, in, on destinations around the world, but you had mentioned earlier that your safe campaign, which I want to get into, um, is focused on elephants. So why elephants? What drew you and the Bodhi Tree Foundation to this particular cause? Sure. Um, well, as you know, more than anybody, are we're losing our wildlife now at such an evap- evaporating before our eyes and disappearing at such an alarming pace, not just in Africa, but here at home, where we see our gray wolves, our mustangs, our polar bears, all just disappearing before our eyes. And it's really hard for me, particularly, to swallow watching you know entire species just being wiped out and knowing that my own children you know, may never see any of these, uh, these animals in the wild and only in picture books. Elephants are no exception to this uh, and in a battle for their own survival. 50% of the population has been lost in just the last 35 years. But poaching, where elephants are being killed for their ivory, has risen at such an alarming pace due to the uh, uh, affluence of the middle class in China and their desire for ivory. We lost 100,000 elephants from poaching in the last three years alone, and there's only 300 to 400,000 left. So it's really not hard to do the math where you know where this story's going if we don't do more. So, you know, why we picked elephants, you know, honestly, you know, they're a keystone species in Africa and an iconic symbol of the continent. And when you think of Africa, Elephants most often come to mind. They're like a symbol of wisdom, strength, and power, and even good luck. And that's why you, you, know, you see that as a symbol in so many company logos. If we can't save the smartest, largest, and greatest land-living mammal in the world that you know, has roamed the earth for millions of years, then I don't know what, how, what hope there is for other, other animals. 
Well, the other point that you that is such a synergy here is that an elephant is an umbrella species, and Bodhi Tree is an umbrella organi- organization, and JG Black Book is also an umbrella organization. So there is a lot of synchronicity and synergy here in, mm. in the terms of how you're trying to connect people to nature. This is really exciting. I'm not kidding. It gives me goosebumps because, like I said, I haven't had an opportunity to talk with someone like you who is thinking in these terms to connect these dots. Um, A lot of us in Africa are very focused on what can we do on the ground now and where are we going to get the funding. So let's segue a little into your SAFE project and how Bodhi Tree selects its projects you have a board of advisors a board of directors you've got a couple of companies working together here to bring together under your umbrella a wide variety of agents and lodges and on the ground activities and Mm -hmm. philanthropic projects so how does without asking for numbers i'm not going there Mm -hmm. how does how do you connect the philanthropic the tourist to the project and then let's get into talking about um, well, I was going to say get into talking about SAFE, but I'd like to know your personal story of your first meeting with an elephant that energized <laughs> you to this. So okay. you, let's start there. Why an elephant for you? Well, I always uh, have been very passionate about animals. And for me, elephants have always resonated with me personally. I just, when I think of an elephant, I think of how majestic they are, how beautiful they are, how emotional they are and, and are similar to, uh, similar to us in many ways, um, just in their social and family structure. But it really wasn't until I went to Kenya. I mean, I, when I went on my honeymoon in Africa uh, in 2002, I visited Zimbabwe and Botswana and um, uh, South Africa that I actually got to see an, a wild elephant um, in person. And for me, that was such a life-changing experience. You know, they say it touches your soul, and that was certainly the case for me. The well, peop- Africa either touches mm-hmm. your soul for the traveler. It either you either love it or you hate it. And exactly, you know, I've, I've found that out, and I can't really understand what it is. It's either resonates as soon as you touch the ground, or it's the place I can't handle any of this. And I'm not quite That's sure true. <laughs> what this is. And um, you know, I don't know that we'll explore that today. But right. when you are touched. And you do see these magnificent species where they were born and have lived for millennia, as you said. And we are just visitors in their backyard. It makes a huge impact on how small we are as, as a being, but also how much we can do to ensure this stays. And that sounds like what Bodhi Tree and your organization and your travel company is trying to do. So how, does, how do you merge and integrate with your travel partners and your clients your mission? Sure. Well, um, you know, the safe camp, the mission is really, we're talking about elephants specifically, and this really goes back to what is the safe campaign, is, you know, we had several tour operators and lodges come to us uh, in 2013 with the concern about poaching and it, what, what, the, what it was, the impact it was having on the economy and they asked us to come and raise awareness in the tourism industry um, regarding the crisis. So we created this campaign, um, which is an acronym for Safeguarding a Future for Africa's Elephants, uh, to one, raise awareness, but also provide an opportunity to support the organizations who are working so hard on the ground to protect these uh, these elephants. And so 
we really, the, the most important thing for us, our key goal is really to act as one voice for the travel industry and bring on partners, travel partners. We have about 28 travel partners right now. Many of these are organizations who already have their own foundations, already, already are giving back to the communities in, uh, in the lodges that they have in Africa. And then there's others that are very small safari specialists who also are doing their own thing. But our goal is to have one voice, that we can amplify our voice and impact, provide more of an impact as, well, as a global voice than independent, independently. So tell us exactly what SAFE is. I know you gave us an mm-hmm. outline right there, but how did you come up with this particular thing? And... Um, and so I have a couple of questions. How do you mm. campaign for it? Sure. And then how does it work on the ground? So there, it's the two mm. sides. So yeah. there's the side on Africa and then there's the U.S. side because um, mm. you'd use the word campaign. So that involves yeah. activities here in the U.S. How does that part work? Well, OK, so uh, it is a campaign. Again, we started the camp. The goal is primarily to and it is always still primarily to raise awareness because even when we were starting uh, the campaign and talking to different travel agents, most of them, and there's a, you know, again, there's uh, about 100,000 travel agents in the United States, had no idea about the severity of the crisis of what's happening to Africa's elephants. So we, had, we knew we had a lot of work to do because if they don't know about it, how could the, the actual traveler know about it? Right. So our goal um, through the raising awareness is to create an integrated campaign. And that's what we've been doing over the last year and a half. We, we created a dedicated website. We've had several local events in New York City, which is where we're based. Um, we have a lot of social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, targeted communications. We do have our own proprietary 20,000 travel agent database that we talk to. We do trade shows. We have an advertising campaign. Uh, also, that's uh, basically Imagine a Safari without elephants, um, really to resonate with those travelers. And then the second part of the campaign is about giving back grants to those organizations working on the ground um, to help protect those elephants. So we we actually decided to partner uh, with four organizations that we've had already known, we've already had either provided grants to or were known for their pioneering work on the ground. And we wanted to keep it limited because it was the beginning of a new campa- campaign. Um, so we created, we worked with Save the Elephants, Dave the Sh- David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, uh, African Wildlife Foundation, and Wild Aid to provide uh, grants to special conservation programs for them, and then appeal to the traveling, the travelers, as well as the travel industry to help fund those projects. This is really huge. I'm I'm rather boggled. I run a small organization, and I understand the amount of work it takes. Um, but also I'm a staff of two. So you have a lot of people working under your umbrella to help uh, look at all these aspects and tie them together. And that's very, very exciting. Um, so you, you've chosen four specific organizations on the ground. How does the tourist... All right, this, if, if you don't want to answer this question, I completely understand. So the tourist pays X amount of dollars to take their trip. And they've organized it through a travel agent that works with you. How does how does the money filter out into the project? 
Mm. And how does the tourist understand their philanthropic contribution? Do they get a tax donation uh, receipt mm. or acknowledgement? Or is that carried under Bodhi Tree and you let them know through the campaign by being a responsible tourist, they're doing something? Well, there's two different aspects to that. So when we appeal um, to the travel industry community to help fund these projects, those projects go directly to conservation projects. And really, um, it's about giving back to those organizations. There's not necessarily a travel component about it. But the other part is um, that this campaign is about encouraging people to travel to Africa. And when they do so, understanding really how what is their impact on wild con- wildlife conservation. So, for example, if you're going... Uh, to a, a lodge that is responsible, uh, responsible lodge, the dollars that you're spending actually dir- directly benefit the local community, the NGOs, the national parks. Um, and that mo- those dollars then and then provide medical care, education, employment, and protect wildlife. And when by traveling to these areas, you're actually deterring poachers um, because the more people you have, the more people, um, the more poachers are going to avoid the areas where they're, where the tourists are. So another aspect of that safe campaign that we have done is we've just we have created these um, uh, exclusive itineraries with our travel partners to enable travelers to interact with wildlife, to see elephants up close. And in turn, those itineraries, a percent of those itineraries go back to the projects um, that we provide grants for. It's a, little like, compl- it's a little complicated, it, but it, 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 it all it, works. It, 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 I don't want to say complicated. It's complex. But what I'm hearing is that you have worked it out, and that's what's so exciting. And um, because there's some fuzzy boundaries here, but you've managed to keep some very hard lines in place and channel it, all these um, moving parts. So it's, it's very exciting because I know a lot of organizations would like uh, projects on the ground, um, some other ones outside of the ones that you've mentioned are gearing up toward bringing in a travel safari component to bring in money to their projects. So having and collaborating, collaborating with an organization such as your your umbrella company and then uh, the possibility to become a grantee of Bodhi Tree and how it's funded through the travel agency is is. If you look, if you imagine the the family tree, so to speak, of how this works out, it's really elegant, eloquent, and beautiful. So I commend you on this effort because it is um, a complex issue, but it's very exciting because, as you said, we need, we, the tourist, the traveler, the person, needs to change our mindset of how we interact with nature. So you made a comment here um, when we were talking before that protecting elephants makes monetary sense. So you you translate this to your your clientele, to your agents and to the clientele, so that they know when they're traveling and they get to go see elephants that they're making a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's exciting. So when you said possibilities to interact with elephants... Um, or interact with wildlife. I'd like you to clarify that because there's a lot going on these days that people and wildlife should see each other but not necessarily physically interact. So could you just uh, explain a little what you mean by interaction? Well, interaction is really um, being able to get up close with elephants to really understand uh, the special traits that they have. 
um, and maybe and also get behind the scenes with some of the uh, NGOs that we work with, um, really to learn and appreciate the, these majestic animals and the battle that they're facing. So just I'll give you a couple of examples of some of the itineraries that we have um, that gives you an idea of what I'm talking about. One of our um, travel partners is a company called Andrew Harper, and they created a special itinerary for us in Zimbabwe and Botswana where travelers can stay in an elephant camp or refuge for rescued elephants and have the opportunity to meet a wild herd there and then go to another camp, which is a model for conservation. Another um, uh, organization that we work with called Elevate Destinations provides volunteer hands-on projects for people to go to Namibia and work with the desert elephants. Um, and they're actually going on a volunteer trip where they're actually giving back and actually working um, on site. And then another one would be, um, you know, with Extraordinary Journeys, for example. That's another company that I can think of that we work with um, that allows travelers to go and go to a place called Elephant Watch Camp and see what the research station is for Save the Elephants and get a behind-the-scenes tour um, with the elephants, but in no way would we ever want to exploit the animals and we, we need to respect them and um, obviously practice responsible tourism. This is exciting and thank you for that explanation because I think it was, it's really important for people to understand that it's not, you're not going to be go be petting elephants, petting lions no. and riding elephants. You're going to be learning about what is going on to take care of them. So we've got to cut away to a break. So uh, this is an exciting conversation. Stay with us and we'll be right back. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. 
Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. Welcome back with uh, Jackie Moggett, I'm sorry, um, and Bodhi Tree Foundation. And we've been talking about responsible tourism, and that implies the responsibility of the tourist. We've gotten a great understanding of how an organization such as Bodhi Tree and their travel partners and agents are tying all this together in a really eloquent, eloquent uh, symbiosis of working partnerships. But you're also taking people and offering opportunities to places that, as we lightly touched on, that are, um, how do I say it, unsafe to travel, um, can be unsafe to travel. And you've highlighted how important tourism is to these places. So we've got a conundrum here. We want to go and support and protect elephants, and we want to travel here, and how does this insecurity affect your ability to bring travelers over there with, let's say, you know, the recent in Zimbabwe, what's going on there with the sale of elephants or the poaching of ivory in some areas? I, kn- I know you're not taking people into unsafe areas, so I, I don't mean to imply that. But tourism is a big part of what Africa and conservation needs. So how do you go about doing that? Well, I think, you know, let's talk about Ebola because that has been, um, there's been a lot of misinformation and panic there, and it's really affected the tourism industry in Africa. I think in the wake of the Ebola hysteria, 70, there was a 70% dec- decrease in travel bookings. But what people don't know is that, that Africa is a massive, it's massive. There's 47 countries inside of, of Africa, but for someone who's never been there, Many of them see Africa as one country, and I can't even tell you just in New York City here, when I, I'm going actually to Rwanda and Tanzania in July, people asking me on the streets here in New York City if I feel like I'm going to be safe, if I'm, am I concerned about Ebola? And I think the deal here is that people need to understand that it's in a, it was in a small area of Western Africa, and there's been not one case of Ebola in Eastern or Southern Africa, uh, any of the South African countries. So it's really about misinformation, and particularly in the United States. And I think our job going as travel agents is not only to be an agent, but also a salesperson and a geography teacher, because we really need to educate travelers about geography, options, and risks. Now, terrorism is, you know, Kenya particularly has been hit hard with um, 
the recent terrorism attack. And, um, you know, they are reliant on tourism for their economy. Um, but can UNWTO, the World Tourism Body, just endorse Kenya as a safe destination? It's really about travelers just proceeding with caution, just as you would go if you were in France, um, where we had that, um, you know, those incidences, or Israel or Morocco or any third world country. It's about traveling responsibly and, and being smart and safe. You bring up a really good point. You know, Africa somehow seems to stand out with a red flag to, um, you know, uh, state departments. You know, one attack in one place sends a tremor of terror that ripples uh, out much more widely than where it originates in, mm-hmm. in the, a, lo- a, a singular locale in Africa. So I'm glad you brought up the Ebola crisis and terrorism because it it is having a huge effect on what will happen to Africa monetarily, economically. Uh, I call it a soft export, wildlife. I'm not talking about the hard export of live animals. I'm talking about the soft export of bringing people into view nature and understand these animals in their own habitat and the conservation uh, methods that are required, which you support through Bodhi Tree, to make this happen in situ. So thank you for bringing that up and setting um, a would-be traveler's mind at rest. You explore mm-hmm. this, you educate, and you teach. So that leads us into, you had mentioned right here in New York, and or me here in Colorado, the first question is, oh, is it safe? So you mentioned before some of the campaigns that you do and the safe part of your project. So what are the campaigns that you do? How do you get people to, uh, how do you reduce the fear, uh, set their minds at ease, bring them over to Africa, help them understand that travel is necessary, and what are you doing in a place like New York um, at, at some of the campaigns and the events that you do? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the times, well, for the, well, the first thing is in the United States, one of the things that we try to do is also uh, advocate for people to take action. So when you come back from Africa, most often you're po- passionate and you want to know what to do, what, how you can give back. And one of the most important things people can do is lend their voice. And one of the things that people don't realize is that the United States itself is the second largest consumer of ivory in the planet. And... Uh, New York and California are the largest states of, uh, that are consuming ivory. And people, uh, we need to advocate within our states to make sure that um, ivory is being banned. So people need to be able to lend their voice. Um, so so that, you're, you're involved in these bans um, we, without being, I don't want to label it as an activist, but you engage people to speak up, use their voice, sign petitions, and understand the legal aspects of what they can the legal aspects of what what's going on and how they can participate in changing legislation. Absolutely. We, we partner with uh, 96 Elephants, which is the Wildlife Conservation uh, Society, has a new, well, it's, only, it's been about a year, the, um, a new campaign that's based on the number of elephants that are gunned down each day by poachers. We also partner with iWorry, which is another advocacy co- campaign to help people take action and lend their voice. So and direct them how they can determine what's going on in their own state because a federal ban, um, you know, is great, but it, it there are several loopholes. So we need to have statewide bans. New York and New Jersey already have statewide bans in effect, 
And California and Washington, for example, already introduced ban, uh, bills to ban ivory sales. Um, and more cut states are coming by. And so people need to know what, what states are, where is my state stand, and what can I do? And then the other aspect of it was, is outside of the country. When people are wanting to go to Africa, we really encourage people to go. Go because your tourism dollars will basically help save elephants. The elephants cannot survive without tourism. Um, that people need to travel with organizations that practice and preach responsible travel. Find, go do your research. Go onto a web, find out on the website. Ask your travel agent, what are these organizations doing? Are they giving back? Are they helping fund the communities that they um, reside in? People need to know that their travel choices make a difference. And by asking, you help change the behavior of the organizations themselves to be better and more responsible tourism. Uh, you just said that very eloquently. It's sort of like the same concept of blood diamonds. Do your research, understand what you're, what you're supporting by your visit and that you can support and make a difference on the very positive side. So it is up to us, individual responsibility. And it's so thrilling to hear how you really engage that responsibility and accountability, not only in your corporate and uh, travel agent uh, and Bodhi tree structure, but how you pass that on to a huge audience, the traveling public. So um, let's let's end up here. You've got some exciting things coming up with the SAFE initiative. What's going on with that? Well, I'm very excited about this because we are um, going to be launching a new phase this summer and expanding the portfolio projects that we're supporting to more countries in Africa. And not just Africa, now in Asia, because elephants in Asia are facing their own traumatic pressures as well in tourism plays a key role. Um, that's a whole other conversation we can have at another time. But um, we are going to be expanding to, to 10, more pro- 10 to 12 more projects. And I personally spent the last three months vetting these projects all over African Asia that with organizations that really need the funds. These are small projects to you and I, but huge for these very small grassroots projects. Um, and it's incredible what they're doing in such adversity. Um, we are going to be funding projects such as building watering holes in Kenya and Zimbabwe, to doing human elephant, uh, conf- communi- human elephant conflict programs in Namibia and anti-poaching programs in Tanzania and Uganda and protecting corridors in Cambodia um, and providing mobile vet units in Thailand. Those are just some examples of some of the projects we're looking at. And we're going to be reaching out to our partners and travelers to help fund these projects through donations and events um, and custom itineraries that give back. And one of the things I wanted to um, make sure that people understand is that 100% of the, um, when someone makes a donation to Bodhi Tree, 100% goes back directly to these projects. We don't take any administration fees out. That is all absorbed by our sponsoring uh, organization, JG Black Book, so that every single dollar that a person gives goes right directly back into the project. That's incredible. That right there is an astonishing fact that I hope our listeners really absorb because that is not what happens with a lot of organizations that we do donate to. It Once again, it comes back to responsibility research to find out what part of your donation ends up doing what you thought it was going to do. So that's very exciting. Um, I'm just going to throw this one out there. You were mentioning Asia and Sri Lanka and Asian elephants. There's a project that um, I'm going to give them a little push that I really think you should look into. And it's an amazing man by the name of Philip Price. And his project is Saving Ganesh. He brings people there. Um, I think 
the two of you could have a really exciting conversation. Um, he's an expert traveler. He's an expert guide. And he's also working with the human-elephant conflict in Sri Lanka, which is oh, a very okay. different conflict than what, as you were saying, what we face in Africa. It's about people coming back from civil war and going back into lands that they'd left empty for 30 years and elephants have moved in and now people are coming back. So where are the elephants going to go? So it's not a slaughter of elephants for ivory. It is literally elephants and people clashing together over land. So I would love to introduce you to Philip Price because I think the two of you could create something exciting further beyond the exciting things that you're all already doing. So you've mentioned how people can get involved. What's your website? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find us, well, uh, Bodhi Tree Foundation is www.bodhifoundation.org. Uh, and the SAFE campaign is www.saveafricaselephants.org. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook as well, which is Every day we, we, we provide communications, important um, things, not just about the campaign, but what's going on with elephants and tourism t and, and the connection between the two. So this and is how you keep your clientele, the travelers that your, your company has brought to Africa. It goes back once again, connecting those dots and tying people into once they've gotten passionate, they've seen what's happening on the ground and they come home, as you had said earlier, and want to follow up. This is how... Um, our listeners, this is how, whether you've been to Africa or are traveling or planning a trip, uh, go to Bodhi Tree and go to their Facebook page and see what they're doing because this is how you can connect and stay up and continue to give and be a part of the projects that you witnessed, right? Absolutely. It's, um, and we also have wonderful itineraries. Um, on our website as well. So if you're looking to have a very unique custom safari, a little bit beyond what a traditional just seeing wildlife on a uh, on safari, you can go and uh, see all the different unique custom itineraries that we've worked with our partners to put together. Uh, we'll be and we're going to be expanding those um, with our new launch in July as well with our new programs. So this is so be exciting because travel has changed. This whole program, what we've highlighted and what you've really helped me understand and not understand, but understand how travel is incorporating the needs of con conservation and tying that into philanthropy. So the itinerary is exciting and um, it, it's just, you've given me quite a thrill to understand this. So people do go visit. Uh, Bodhi Tree and see what they're doing and uh, follow up because we can make a difference. It's much bigger than uh, trying to just figure out what to do, um, how you can make a difference and talk about it and chatter. Here is an opportunity to really be, uh, I don't want to use the activist in the extreme sense, but be active. Turn your dollars and your care into action and take part in a globe that is rapidly changing. Thank you. I absolutely agree. And go and go. The dollar, U.S. dollar is stronger than ever. And the camps are empty and need your tourist dollars. And take, take the advantage this summer and, and uh, book your trip. Absolutely. This is so exciting. So once again, visit BodhiTree.org. 
and uh, Bodhi Tree, Bodhi, the, the Bodhi Tree Foundation. The Bodhi Earth. Tree Foundation um, on the web and visit their Facebook page. And uh, what is what are the other web? Your parent company uh, is JG Black Book. Uh, that's one of the founder companies. That's, okay, uh, and that's JG the one Black. that underwrites a lot of the philanthropic philanthropic part that absorbs the operational costs, so that your donation to Bodhi Tree actually ends up being 100% project geared. Correct. And Save Africa's Elephants is really the the over the umbrella campaign where you can read up about everything that's going on and and how you can help and what events uh, that we have coming up as well. This is so exciting. So I hope our listeners got an opportunity to understand how all this connects together. It's uh, not just conservation, it's travel. Africa needs tourists. It needs the tourism dollars. If tourists are there, then we're making a presence. Our dollars make a presence, but our physical presence has an impact, and it keeps poachers and all the unsavory elephants elements not sorry there's no unsavory elephants but the unsavory elements out of an area when it's populated by visitors and our visitor our visiting dollars and our visitor participation has a huge difference jackie this has been a fascinating conversation thank you so much thank you for having me absolutely it's been enlightening and educational and i look forward to speaking with your um partner your collaborator jenna gardner and understanding a bit more how all this works so people travel go to africa it's there's no better time than now to participate and save africa's save africa's safe again what is it tell me again. well save africa's elephants but the acronym is safe and so be safe and save africa's elephants and that's it for today this is ellie weiss our wild world and my guest jackie mogged thank you very much see you next week Thank you again for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Our Wild World with your host, Ellie Weiss, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think about living with wildlife during the coming week and what you can do right now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 